Hello, all you beautiful people. This is Optimistically Depressed, and I am your host, Ruth McMullen. So I am trying out the Ruthie's Rumination again this week, and um, I'm going to just do my little intro this time, though. Uh, I am recording this on Thursday, but we've been having issues with our internet, so it doesn't look like we're going to be able to upload this until Friday. So this time... The late release is not due to my inability to do things on time. It's because we're actually having technical difficulties. So I'm only able to record, but not release. So um, things have been good this week, actually. Yeah, things have been pretty good. I, you know, You know, every day still seems to be running into the other day and all that kind of thing, but I think that like overall I've been kind of trying to just like be a little bit more mindful and pay attention to what's going on and like just like with my kids like really like look at their faces. I generally try to look at the kids faces when they're talking to me but with the quarantine and everything I've been kind of getting into my own head that I I do that very easily um but I uh I've been looking at the kids' faces and that's just very enjoyable to just like see their, like when they're thinking the way that their eyes kind of move around and then they, they, they say things that you're kind of like, hey, where did that really come from? Like why, what made you think that? And it's, it's fascinating. So, uh, yeah, things have been, yeah, they've been going okay. I hope that everything is going okay with all of you. That little scare that we had, I think that it was yesterday, maybe the day before, there's something going on in Hammond's Plains. I did not follow up on it. I just heard that there was something that the police were investigating. And once I heard that, I thought, I can't actually take this. So I just trusted that the police were going to do their work because they do a good job. They work hard to protect us. And then I moved on to other things. Because it was amazing how like I could actually just like I could feel it just all of a sudden like that weight. Um, anyway, so I'm not going to get into all that yet because I'm going to allow a space for the good old intro. You know, funny, funny little story. Uh, I remember when we picked out the intro music for this podcast. It was over a year ago that we did that. And um, Sean and I were sitting in a restaurant what was it? Bubba Ray's, I think. Yeah, I think it's called Bubba Ray's in uh, Bedford. And we were listening through a little list of songs. And um, I just, uh, I loved the idea of having a song that sounded lighter with the podcast that's kind of heavier stuff. So just because I I think that it just suits, it suits life. You know, there's a lot of like, life is heavy. Life is heavy. And it's only when we kind of bring a little bit of lightness to kind of like, it's like a little dance, you know, turn it into a dance. And so that it's a little bit more enjoyable and kind of you find the humor in it. Anyway, so we were going through this big long list of songs and I had an idea that I really wanted to have, I wanted to have like kind of like a brassy sound to it. And then we found this song and I thought, yeah, that's perfect. So I hope that all of you guys enjoy it as much as I do. Here it is.
So I wanted to try out the Ruthie's rumination again. Um, I actually want to give a shout out to one specific person who sent me a really encouraging message about, uh, about the Ruthie's rumination. She just was really encouraging and her name was Jessica. Jessica. Thank you. Thanks for listening, Jessica. And then like for taking the time to send me a message that was like really encouraging. I really appreciate that. And I know that I responded to you on uh, over social media, but I also wanted to give you a shout out on this podcast in case you're listening right now. Uh, Seriously, that message brightened my day. So thank you. Um, So I'm giving it another try. And I got a couple messages in. And so I'm going to expand on those, give you a couple of my thoughts, even though I'm just a little, a little girl out in Halifax with my own opinions and thoughts. But actually, I think that's really interesting just to go on a little bit of a, of a side road, I suppose. It's interesting how there are certain people whose opinions we value more than other people. And you would think that that would just be because these different people have like a certain, like an education in a certain topic. And so you're thinking, oh, well, I'm going to value their opinion when it comes to what they think on this topic because they are educated. But that's not always the case. I have people in my life whose opinion I really highly value on pretty much anything. And yet it's not because they have a specific education in that area. It's because they've somehow earned my respect. And I've been thinking about that a bit more lately. And I think that um, I think that there's some merit to that. It's like that person has actually shown with the way that they live their lives and the way that they treat other people that what they have to say on a certain matter is something that you could actually take and apply to your own life. I find that uh, I find that very fascinating because it's not something that I've actually just kind of stopped to really think about before. And um, anyway, that's just my little two cents on that. So first... I'm going to give a shout out to another podcast. Uh, it's called What We Don't Know Podcast. They uh, they send me little messages when I do these um, stories like what I did today, asking for people to kind of send messages of what they want to have discussed on tonight's podcast. And so they sent me a little, they send just like a little thing like, hey, yeah, good job or awesome or whatever. So I'm going to give them a shout out. Um All right. So the first question, though, that I got here was from Emily. Emily, so you said, how are you staying sane during all this? How are you focusing on your mental well-being Uh, tips, etc.? So, okay. First of all, I'm hardly staying sane. (laughs) I find that funny. Um, How am I staying sane? Okay. I can tell you one thing. Last week, um, or I guess the week before last week, I really fell out of my routine. I was staying up very late. I was sleeping in, and then it felt I felt rather unproductive throughout the day. So I find that when I get up early, and I've talked about this before, when I get up early, that that's when I'm most productive, and everybody is different. And so 
um, some people like myself find that when you wake up really early, then you get those like those things like for me it's like when I get up early then I feel like okay good this is my time now I can take time for myself so I will I love to make coffee and uh, meditate I do a little bit of reading I do some journaling and then I read uh, like I read like a book that I've been working through so recently I actually I just finished 12 rules for life by Jordan Peterson I love the book. I I loved it. I I um, dog eared a lot of pages in it and underlined a whole bunch of stuff. I find that he has wisdom that is based on. I'm. Um, it's based on a lot of research. He does a lot of firsthand research, and he's also a professor of psychology. Uh, and he also does, he has a podcast which I I listen to and I love it. I find it fascinating, and um, I just find that. He, he kind of gives like the advice that uh, I feel like a father should give their child. And I assume that good fathers do give this kind of advice to their children. And I'm not saying that my father is not a good father. I think that he didn't really have a chance to be the father that I believe he could have been. So for those of you who are just starting to listen to this, um, my father was diagnosed with schizophrenia and bipolar disorder um, long before I was born. I think it happened before he and my mom even got married, and it obviously prevents him from being able to be really himself, and it's something that also gets worse over time. So when I was born, I think he had had it for probably, mm, I would guess, 15 to 20 years I might be wrong on that I actually I'm just kind of guessing on the timeline of like when he and my mom got married and maybe maybe it was about 15 years anyway um and the added stress of having more children and uh, trying to support them and they were also they also just finished building a, a house for themselves all of that, my understanding is all of that kind of stuff does make it worse. And I do remember the good days with him. And he was a good father on those days. But I was too young for him to really be able to impart a lot of wisdom to me as well. He was, he and my mom separated when I was six. And he was very, he wasn't really around before then because he would uh, have manic episodes. And also the schizophrenia would add, obviously add a lot of, distractions into that so he would have this manic episode and he would also believe things that weren't real and he would kind of go off on like missions or kind of be caught up in in different stories that were going on in his head and then eventually he would be put in back in we call the mental hospital. I mean, that's what I grew up calling it. And so I can never remember what it's actually referred to now. So I'm not trying to offend anyone. It's just something that I'm kind of, I'm used to describing things in the older terms from when I was growing up talking about my father, but uh, like he would spend some time in jail and then they would learn that there was something more going on there. So then he would kind of, he would go back into, uh, there are times that he would actually spend, uh, he spent time in the penitentiary and also in, uh, you know, just the psych ward of hospitals. And so it meant that he wasn't home as much and, um, 
basically what I'm trying to get around to is just the fact that there was very limited opportunity for him to both be having a good day and be home for him to be able to impart much fatherly wisdom to me. I was actually, but I was a big daddy's girl. So when he was home, I would be hanging out with him and uh, I just remember, you know, he'd be putting me to bed and I always would grab his hand and roll over and just kind of cuddle his hand like it was a teddy bear. And uh, so those are nice memories that I have. But um, and I do think that he does. I think that he would have had some good wisdom to impart. But uh, because of everything, because of all the circumstances and the severe mental illnesses, he wasn't able to to pass those on to me. And now he's. He's definitely gotten a lot worse and spends a lot of time, well, honestly, I haven't talked to him in a long time for some other reasons and also for me just trying to maintain my own mental health. But reading Jordan Peterson's book feels like there's a lot of wisdom in there that fathers, I would hope fathers do pass on to their children and it, it's just kind of like a lot of like that, like kind of like the tough talk, you know, like this is how the world operates. But then giving that hopeful speech as well, like this is how the world operates, but you do have the tools to be what you need to be in order to be okay. And these are the ways that you need, like these are the values that you need to have to make it so that when you encounter these difficult times in your life, you're going to be able to embrace them and, and grow through them and also be the person that other people can depend on. Actually, there was this quote, um, I'm not going to be able to say the quote, I don't have his book in front of me, but I was just recently reading the last few pages of his book. I just recently finished it. And he said something along the lines of, um, what do you do when you are, when you lose it, when you lose a child? And then he said, be the person that other people can lean on so you, you can comfort your family. And that really struck a chord with me. I I didn't agree with it. It actually really bothered me. And I still am trying to figure out exactly where I stand as far as that goes. But then I read further and he kind of goes back and he says, that's the deepest tragedy that perhaps one of the deepest tragedies that a person can really encounter in their lifetime. And his point was really that, um, and he actually made this example earlier in the book, when you have like a parent's funeral, when you're dealing with one of your parents' funerals, you want to be the person that has dealt enough with their own mental health, with their own, with their own shadows, that when it comes, when, when true tragedy strikes, you are able to, to handle it in a way that you can be strong enough to help carry other people through it while you're going through it yourself. And while he says this, he also says to be a person that basically, and I'm not getting the words right, I'm not directly quoting him, I'm paraphrasing here, but to be the person like that really does fall apart and and has really struggles with handling it and, and moving through that, there that is also there's no shame in that and that it's uh and it's perfectly understandable 
Um, but I think it was more of an encouragement to be the person that when like to really work on yourself so that when these these times of tragedy strike you do still have you have that reserve strength to be able to properly deal with it and actually another thing that he addressed way earlier in his book was um that when uh, when tragedy does strike in our lives and it's very few of us who don't experience tragedy like pure tragedy in our lives that it does tend to bring out the um the truer the truer self so to kind of further explain that it's like when uh if you have a lot of things that you've gone through in your life but you haven't properly dealt with but you are are able to kind of hold it together pretend to hold it together well enough that in everyday life you can you can kind of trick everybody into believing that you do have it together uh, then when something really horrible does happen, you're going to lose all that and you're not going to be able to handle it because you haven't been handling all the other stuff that you already have there. So it's like an encouragement to handle that stuff that you already have there. Don't ignore those dark places in yourself. And so that when these other new things happen, you've already handled those dark places in yourself. So then you have the capacity to deal with this new thing. And I think that that really applies well with what we're going through right now. These are uncertain times. And um, I mean, what, what, what are they saying? The last time we had a plague like this was 100 years ago. And so this is something that like we are living in history. This is something that our grandchildren are going to learn about in school and so what do you want to be remembered in history as how for how you dealt with it? What do you want your grandchildren or your your great nephew to remember you as when when this time came through? Do you, how do you want the story to go on? Were you a person that completely lost it and then never was the same and um or do you want to be that person that was that strength that helped carry people forward and encouraged people? Do you want to be the person that you lost the will to to pursue other dreams or do you want to be the person that actually took this time to build themselves up and learn new new skills and then at the end of all of it came out stronger. And I'm saying that with also the understanding that like this isn't going for for I don't think anyone is going to be taking these times and just be optimistic and fruitful throughout the whole experience this is going to be something that you're going to have your low days and you're going to have your low weeks and you're going to wonder how you're going to get through this I know that when I'm thinking about the summer I'm just like I don't know if I'm gonna like if we don't have this summer if we can't go to the beach this summer I don't know I don't know how I'm going to be with that. Um, yeah, like it's scary. You're kind of just thinking of that because there's only so much that your mental health can take. And and each of us are different. Um, but I think that part of it is 
a big important part of it is that you need to be gentle with yourself and you need to be forgiving. So when, like when I have those days where I sleep in and I think, Oh, like now then I wake up in the middle of the chaos when the kids are waking up as well. And, um, and if I wait, you know, if I sleep in longer than the kids sleep in, then by the time I wake up, they're hungry and, so then things are more chaotic because it's not like I'm up and just getting breakfast so that by the time they wake up and coming downstairs, it's like, ah, oh, here's some something to eat. And then they just eat it. Instead, it's like they are hungry. And so they're like, oh, well, each of them has already thought up a different thing that they want. And they're kind of more indecisive because they've gotten too hungry. And it makes things way more chaotic for me. And I just want to be able to sit down and have a cup of coffee and be able to read and have a little bit of peace. But I can't do that because I've slept in and now there are other needs that need to be met met and so um it's important to be able to take that time and just be gentle with myself and be like okay it's okay it is a difficult time right now you didn't have a great sleep last night or you stayed up too late okay yeah you did stay up too late so but we can we can work on fixing this and now we're just kind of deal with what we have so then it's just like trying to find that willpower inside of yourself to be gentle with yourself and then do the things that need to be done and then slowly work towards the other things that you're kind of hoping to do with your day and another thing that I do to myself and I know that I'm sure that most of us are are guilty of is looking at your day and trying to cram too many things into it and so you think, well, I want to put away the rest of the laundry, which when you're a family of five is a bit of a difficult task, especially if you haven't been doing the laundry for like a week. And so you're thinking, well, I want to do, put away all the laundry. I want to clean the bathrooms, which we're, we're fortunate enough to have more than one bathroom. And, um, but yeah, I want to clean all the bathrooms, clean the, and clean like the upstairs and keep the main floor tidy and whatever. That's not like the chances of getting that all done in one day. I mean, it's possible I've done it, but it's not something that happens very often. And I think I actually was reading another book that Alexa, Alexa, giving you a shout out. She recommended to me and loaned to me. It's called uh, The Happiness Project. I always get them. I always mix up the title, but The Happiness Project by Gretchen cannot remember her last name but she talks about writing down the importance of writing down the things that you actually accomplish in your day so that when you get to the end of the day you look at everything that you have done and then you're like ah I did those things and then just like celebrate just celebrate the things that you've done take any opportunity to celebrate anything and um, I know that a lot of people talk about taking up new hobbies and that kind of thing. If there's some, I mean, that's, I think that's a great idea. And I mean, if there's something that you've been wanting to pick up, then yeah, go for it. But what, what, what better time than now? But I think there's another, like, it's just, it's important again to be gentle with yourself. And when we apply all this pressure to, to, it's like you have this idea that you want to come out of this as like a superhuman I mean be gentle with yourself how many of us are actually going to come out of this like a superhuman I'm sure that there's some of us that that's gonna it just happens to work out that way but I think that realistically for most of us 
the fact if we come out of this coming out of this that's good and so I mean I've been trying to get right back on like exercising regularly again before all this my our schedules had our schedule had just gotten crazy and trying to find any time to really do anything extra beyond just taking care of the kids the house and our jobs was it was just unrealistic and now I have more time to play around with and it still feels selfish to take time for myself but um yeah I've been trying to get more exercise in because it is good for my mental health and let's be honest like honestly I want to have that body I do want to come out ready for the beach (laughs) um if god willing this is over by the time summer comes and or at least we're ready like we can actually go to the water but um yeah it's just one of those things it's like just yeah be gentle with yourself like you got to be gentle with your with yourself you can't predict how you're going to react in these times because you haven't been through something like this before nobody has been through something like this before and so uh yeah I think it's important to be gentle with yourself puzzles are also awesome I know that's totally random but I have been and the thing is I'm saying that I haven't even been doing puzzles because we don't own a puzzle I want to get a puzzle that would be awesome I love doing puzzles and I haven't done them because um you know it's time consuming and you usually don't do one in one sitting so you need to dedicate a part of your house to doing the puzzle what are the chances that that is actually going to happen unless you were quarantined and then you probably could do that and my kids are finally old enough that I don't think they would mess it up anyway I want to do a puzzle okay so I hope Emily that kind of helps you oh how are you focusing on your mental well-being yeah I think I kind of covered that too um and I did mention before a couple weeks ago that I've been taking this course this new course that's completely unlike anything that I would have ever taken and it's proven to be very fruitful so I guess that is that's something that yeah I'm doing something new that I wouldn't normally do and it's been really good and actually another thing that I read was the more things that we do that kind of make up our personality the more well-rounded we are the less likely we are to be really like as hurt or just destructed destroyed that's the word I'm looking for hurt or destroyed when we lose one aspect of our lives so if if you lose your job yeah that's going to be rather devastating but you still have another part of your identity that's made up from that board that you're sitting on for the swim team or I don't even know if that actually makes sense but you know where I'm going with this so yeah having more more aspects of your personality not not putting all your eggs in one basket not putting all of your identity in one activity is very important and uh, reading a book I mean I had somebody tell me uh, I can't remember oh I think it was one of my friends her name's Andrea and she was saying that if you read 10 pages a day you're going to roughly go through one book a month or if it's even um, what was it Anyway, five to ten pages a day is basically the rule. You're going to generally get through about a book a month. And that's actually quite impressive. And so when you really break it down to really, what, five to ten pages a day, that's not too long. That's doable. And 
uh, and then you're going to be just be cruising through those books. And books make us happy, I think. And yeah, I'm sure studies show. So there you go. Um, but yeah, staying sane. I don't think any of us are really staying truly sane through all of this. And I think that you just got to embrace the insanity. Okay, so Justin, my friend, my sweet friend Justin, gave the gave the topic suggestion of astrology. But you know what? I'm totally going to comment on this. I grew up thinking that astrology was one of the most ridiculous topics, ridiculous beliefs out there. I grew up very religious and it was very much that attitude of anything that is other than this one thing that we believe is rubbish and we need to pity the people that believe in that thing. I don't think that way anymore. And actually, uh, part of this new course that I've been taking actually has astrology in it. Not, uh, actually, no, sorry, let me correct myself. The course doesn't actually teach astrology, but a lot of the other people that are in this course do believe in astrology or, or are very interested in it. And so as a result, I've been learning more about it. And... I, I mean, I don't, I, st- I'm no, I am no professional or expert when it comes to astrology by any means. I've only just started learning about it, but I find it fascinating. And I actually, one of my f- new friends did at my chart. So it involved me giving her the information of like, uh, where I was born, the day I was born and the exact time I was born, which involved me actually, um, I had to call my mom. I couldn't, I didn't know. And, um, and then she like, so she made up this chart for me. And the thing that blew my mind was that once, so her and I were still just getting to know each other. Once she had this information from me and she was like looking at my chart and it's like, there are things that involve like the, uh, the moon sign, the moon rising sign or something. And then like the sun rising sign and then like your sign and like where Venus was and where Mars was. It's like, like where the planets were when you were born affects the personality that you'll have. And I know that anybody who is listening, who, who is well-versed in astrology and that you're kind of laughing at me. And those of you who think that astrology is ridiculous, you're probably about to turn off the podcast, but I find it fascinating because when she was looking at all that stuff, she was like, oh, well, then I bet you that Sean gets like really confused about what you're thinking most of the time because you tend to kind of want opposite things a lot. And he he probably looks at you a lot of the time and is like, I don't really understand still what you want right now. And it was so ridiculous because her and I never, her and I hadn't even talked about Sean and my relationship. The only thing that I talked about as far as my relationship went was that Sean's a great guy and I'm happy. And so the fact that she actually said that blew my mind because it was true. I am all over the place. It's like I want two opposite things all the time. And it, and, while I think that I'm a rather affectionate person, I also will have days where I'm just like, just don't like, it's like, it's not even that I don't want to be touched necessarily. It's just that my head's not there. And so I'm not thinking about being affectionate. And so, and sometimes I just, I want my space. 
And that's really difficult to kind of like Sean's actually gotten pretty good at picking up on it uh, when he should when he should come over and give me a hug and when he should just actually leave me alone. But it I mean, we have been married for almost 14 years and he's starting to figure it out now it was a rough road and it was because I also was not really sure what I wanted either and it was just ridiculous that after she just found out that information about when I was born and where I was born she was able to be like oh well then you're probably like this and it was just like took me like 33 years to figure that out and yes you were right so there's something to that blew my mind and uh, and I know that one of the arguments against astrology is that it's so vague that it could be right for anyone. But these things seems seem pretty specific. Well, I don't know. I guess it is kind of like the back and forth. So you could argue that, yeah, when you tell a person that they're both things, they're going to be like, yes. But I would argue that there are certain things people could say about me that I am that way and then I'm also another way and I'd be like no you're wrong I'm only this this way and another thing she knew things about Sean based off of when he was born that there is just no way that she would really know it was weird I don't know I'm still figuring it out or I'm still kind of thinking about it I don't know if I'm like all there or not, but I definitely find it fascinating. And I think that there are so many different ways for us to be able to explain ourselves and describe ourselves that to put to put it all in just one way of trying to interpret ourselves is a little ridiculous. Um, There are so many old religions and old beliefs that they're around for a reason And I think to just disregard them without really knowing anything about them, I don't, like, that doesn't seem good, does it? And uh, so I'm, I'm very well aware of the fact that I don't know much when it comes to anything outside of the religion that I was brought up in. And even when it comes to the religion that I was brought up in, there's still a lot of things that I don't really even know about it because it seems that there are different ways of interpreting most things. And so, like, for example, my religion, Christianity, um, one of the things that people really believed Christianity said was that women should not speak in church and women should not be leaders. And now, like, and that was a thing. Like, people really believed that for hundreds of years and if not a couple thousand years. And now we're in a stage where it's like, well, actually, that was based off of the, like, you need to look at the context of the time. And so um, because a lot of the time the because in that society women weren't valued as much as they should be um they weren't looked at as equals they would be um in their home and they wouldn't really know much about like they wouldn't be part of the meetings and teachings that the men were in and so then when they went to church they would talk 
to their husbands and ask them questions about what was going on during the sermon. This was my understanding of it. And then it would just kind of cause a disturbance. So Paul, which was the guy that talked about women, he's like, I don't allow women to speak in church, was like saying, um, first of all, speaking from his point of view back in like how many thousand years ago? And um, so, and he's a man, and he is a person who is a subject of his time. So let's take all of that into into consideration. Uh, says that he doesn't allow women to speak in his church. And I believe it was because it was just causing too much of a disturbance. And they weren't, they were, you know, there's too many interruptions. And another thing, I guess, that I recently heard, and I'm, I'm going to get this slightly wrong because I'm still trying to understand it myself, is that women tended to be, uh, what was it, more into different religions or something. And so then they were like kind of coming in and causing a bit of a disturbance. You're going to have to fact check that. I might be wrong on it. And honestly, the more I talk about it, the more I'm kind of like, I get a little bit angry about it because it's like um, living in that world that it's like, yes, the man is more important in that world. And the woman like oh that silly woman with all of her little beliefs and now she's causing this disturbance and we really just need to make it so she doesn't talk and obviously that's upsetting especially as a woman but um now today people a lot of people in the church and not all churches think this way but um they're just like well yeah women are actually has a as it turns out, women are actually quite intelligent and do have something to contribute. And so maybe we should allow them a position in leadership. Mind blown. Please pick up on the sarcasm there. Um, I went off on a tangent, but um, man, talk about highly controversial. But uh, yeah, I just think that there's just so many there's so many points of view out there that have been formed over a long period of time and i think that it's just good for us to be able to look at each of those things and try to understand where they came from and why they are the way that they are and there's probably a bit of wisdom in in most things of maybe all things something that you can take away from even if it's not necessarily agreeing with what that thing is doing. But maybe maybe it's just looking at that and the piece of wisdom you can take away is, I'm not going to be like that. That was really atrocious. Anyway, that's my two cents. Coming from somebody who's fairly uneducated, but reads a lot and has a lot of conversations with very intelligent people about different things. I hope that all of you out there listening have found this to be somewhat amusing uh, if you like this, if you actually like this, let me know because I don't, I don't know. Um, I know that one person out there likes it. Thanks again. Like actually, thanks again. Um, and if you think that maybe my strength is more sticking with doing interviews with people, then let me know that and I will do my best to take it in a very graceful way. Honestly, when it comes down to it, I just want to be able to Get something that's helpful to all of you listening and that uh, is worth your time. So thanks again for giving me your time. I really like I really appreciate that. You actually like of all the things that you could be doing right now, you're listening to me and that's really cool. So thank you. 
I hope that you're doing okay. Like, you know, hang on. You, you've got this. Okay. You're not alone. We're all in this together. How often is it that the entire world is in the same struggle that like you turn on the news channel from basically anywhere and everyone's talking about the same thing. We're kind of all feeling that same prominent struggle. You're not alone. And I hope that this is something that helped kind of distract you. I find that I'm 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 at a stage right now where when I hear about the coronavirus it's like an instant headache pretty sick of listening to anything to do with it when I hear document like when I hear about um, documentaries on like what the coronavirus really is I'll probably be interested in that when we're out of this but right now I just don't I just don't want anything to do with it it's just like yeah I get it stay home when you go out wear a mask don't touch your face stay away from people (laughs) I don't want to I otherwise I don't want it to take any more take up any more of my headspace if you want to talk about how you're doing send me a message and let's talk if you want to come on optimistically depressed talk a little bit about how you're doing or I might actually start doing some live videos where I have a conversation with someone and if you think you'd be interested in doing that send me a message and we'll set that up that'd be fun we can get to know each other a little bit and if you are I'm totally going to promote something else but if you are into um, little stories that are just like about like myths or like strange things kind of around the world little interesting stories follow my Ruth Hailstone account Ruth Hailstone, H-A-I-L-S-T-O-N-E. You can find it through my optimistically depressed um, page on Instagram. Follow that account. I have started doing a little thing where I do live stories where I tell, like I just do a little bit of research, light research on something and then I just kind of share what I've learned. I love it. So I've only done it once, but I'm going to do it again. And I, uh, so the time that I did it, I, I did it on the phantom ship of the Northumberland Strait, which the Northumberland Strait is water between, like it's part of the ocean. It's between uh, the province of PEI. So it's an island and Nova Scotia and New Brunswick. And it's this phantom ship that goes for the last 200 years. There have been sightings of this phantom ship on that strait, just between PEI and Nova Scotia and New Brunswick. That is this like that has like crisp white sails and then it catches on fire and people vividly see this image and it actually they see it's right down to like the detail of seeing men running back and forth on deck. It's insane and they still don't have an explanation for it. How crazy is that? Just a little like a little Canada off in the Maritimes. Anyway, so I'm going to do things things kind of like that. Some of them might be a little bit more scientific, but still just as fascinating. And uh, yeah, so I hope all of you are doing okay. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for coming in and listening. And just know that wherever you are, I am sitting here loving you. So have a good morning, evening, afternoon, night, and I will be talking to you soon. Bye.